Welcome to Paradise in the Pines, a podcast about the people, places, and stories that make this the home of American golf. Brought to you by the Pinehurst Southern Pines Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Paradise in the Pines. I'm Phil Wurz, the President CEO of the Pioneer Southern Pines Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. And joining us today is Rachel Jurgens, the owner of what has to be one of the hottest places to be and be seen in Moore County. And that's Red's Corner in the southern end of Southern Pines on Broad Street, uh, kind of where Morganton meets Broad Street there. Uh, Rachel, welcome to Paradise in the Pines. Gosh, thanks, Phil. And thanks for saying that about Reds. I Ab- really appreciate it. Absolutely. I, I got to tell you, I, I was an, an early visitor and, uh, and a frequent visitor now, and I can't believe it's been one year. You guys just celebrated your first anniversary on uh, March 17th on St. Patrick's Day. So what was the first year like? Gosh, what a whirlwind. And I can't believe it's been a year. It was a fast year. It was a busy year. And we have grown so fast that it, I guess I have to say, it just has been shocking. So I'm glad to be there and I'm glad people still come. What was the inspiration? Because you had your own Pony Espresso, the, the old coffee shop that people drive through and uh, been there for years and years and years. But uh, what was the inspiration to start this food truck uh, beer pavilion, which everybody loves? Good question. Uh, so I had Pony Espresso for 14 years. And about four years ago, the land came up on the market and it's a two acre piece of land. And my coffee shop is eight by 12. So I was like, what will I do with all this land? I purchased the land and I had been to Oregon to see my parents. And I had been to these food truck parks years ago and fell in love with the concept. So as I sat there staring at the two acres I had just purchased, I thought, why not do this in Southern Pines? Why not be the first in North Carolina and copy the idea and bring the food truck park beer garden idea here? And it's interesting, you mentioned the first. Um, it is the first of its kind in the state of North Carolina. So first permanent food truck beer pavilion. Did you expect it to blow up the way it has in the first year? I had I had watched what they did in Oregon, and I had hoped it would fall into the same footsteps here on the south. But right. again, you don't know. And with the heat and the humidity, I wasn't sure if the outdoor idea would really work. But I'm glad it did what I thought. And I, it probably has exceeded my expectations, but I was hoping these were my expectations. The process to get the approvals, uh, you know, every town has their ordinances, things like that. Uh, This is not only a story, I think, of success, but one of perseverance. Uh, Talk about a little bit of the trials and tribulations and the challenges and obstacles that you face to, to fulfill your dream. Definitely the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. And I, I've competed at the top levels of my horse uh, competitions and that was hard. So this for me, being a small business owner and being the first of the kind in Southern Pines, it was very, it was very difficult, almost defeating. However, I'm very stubborn. Right. The town, they didn't understand the concept and I don't blame them. It is unique. It's, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds carnivally, maybe even a little bit uh, rough around the edges with food trucks and outdoor seating and not organized. So mm-hmm. I kept just trying to say, I promise you it'll be cool. Let me try. And I kept giving them ideas. Take them out to Oregon. Yeah. Take a little field trip and show them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I brought photos. I constantly was trying to show them how neat it would be. And thank goodness I persevered and the town kept saying okay to certain things. And I got to get it off the ground. What what kept you, you know, lying Up at awake? Night. Yeah. What kept you <laughs> awake at night? And, and what kept you believing that, you know, you know, a lot of people probably would have said, you know what? I'll do it somewhere else. So I'll just, you know, forget it. I'll go do something else. So uh, what, what made you persevere and continue to keep making this happen? 
the fact that I didn't run out of money trying to get it done <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> was probably the biggest thing. And thank goodness for First Bank here, local bank. They supported me the whole time through it. And That's great. I really needed them. So if without them, I probably would have had to give up. So it, it just kept the, the stipulations and the requirements and some of the I understand they want to make the town beautiful, mm -hmm. but some of those requirements for a small business owner are really exceedingly hard, such as the landscaping requirement. I think I had to have like 400 bushes put in and the tree size were just, they were a little bit unnecessary when I really wanted to make it beautiful myself. Right. I had to put it all around the parking area and I really wanted the trees and bushes to be around where the customers were going to sit. So those kinds of things and some of the curbing and sidewalks as you go by Red's Corner, you'll realize they're never used, but right. I had to put them in. So just expense. And, and the year that you've been there, it, you're not just resting on what you did to start the business. I mean, you're constantly, if you go there, folks, you see there, you know, a tent's put up here, a roof is put up there. There's always little tweaking and improving. So it's almost like you have this canvas and you just have a little fun with it and, and keep improving it. So what are some of the things over the first year that you did uh, to improve it and make it to what it is today? So the big picture dream I still have in my head, and I just keep working towards the things that I really want to keep doing and what my vision, my vision is. And so from the get-go, I did watch people, and I noticed things even like as silly as the bathroom locks on the door. Hmm. I wanted them to immediately say occupied or not occupied just because I thought it would make them more comfortable. So through the process of this year, I just keep looking at things to try and make the customer's experience better and better. And so we put the pergola all the way across the back and got that right. covered immediately so that people could sit and get out of the sun, get out of the rain. We definitely had the fire pit from the get-go, but I'd love to have more fire pits. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I also, my, I'd love to have a fountain here in the near future. Huh. Almost one that kids can run through without it being a water park, but just right. someplace that maybe kids can get their feet wet. Uh, more pergolas, more places that people can sit and enjoy as a group and or just visually it looks better. It, it really is a community gathering spot. And what's really cool, too, I've noticed that you've had businesses or people donate, whether it be furniture. Talk about that and how the kind of grassroots of that and the support for this Incredible. really community, community gathering spot has really become kind of viral. Right. It fell right from the get go. It was fantastic. Companies and businesses, small, big, it didn't matter. They were coming to me saying, how can we do something to be here? to have our logo here. And so we got pint glasses donated. Uh, Gray Fox donated the most incredible outdoor furniture. Mm -hmm. And they have been such a neat partner with any project that I have done. There's also been people who want to don donate koozies for the glasses, for the cans. It's just been endless. Of I, I have had to turn things down just because we don't, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need more. Yeah. But it is such a neat opportunity for their name to be at Red's Corner. Oh, even picnic tables with the person... They engraved little drawings on them and then put their logo on them. Real, endless things have been asked to be donated. I'm I'm blessed. Let's talk about the food trucks. How how do you pick them? Because um, there's some that are there all the time, and I like how you kind of blend in some that come in for a day or for a weekend, things like that. This is the one area that I didn't copy from the West Coast. The West Coast food truck parks are 100% permanent food trucks. Mm. So whichever park you go to, those food trucks are always there. I wanted to have a little bit of flexibility and to keep the park really vibrant. And so I chose to have four permanent food trucks and then keep three spots for rotating trucks. And I thought it would be fun to just constantly have a new flare every weekend 
or whenever I can. And so it's a little bit of a, a juggling act because I try also to not have competing foods at one time. Right. So I would never bring in like two Italian trucks or I would never bring in two hamburger trucks. And the, the South does not, or the East Coast, I should say, we're not heavy in food trucks. So it's not always easy to find mm-hmm. one. Now that Red's has a huge reputation amongst the food now truckers. Now you have hundreds of people. Yeah. Now I don't have to want. And, and so I have a wait list, I bet, 80 deep wow. of food trucks that want to be there and actually that want to be permanent. And I just I don't, yeah. I can't take them. So. And there is a minimum. Requ- you can only have, but is it five or six? It's a six of, and yeah. um, open at one time. So I try to always keep it at that. And on slower days, I try and cut back even from that. So I, I know you've had Asian truck out there. You've got uh, Cookies and More. They're uh, permanent trucks. The uh, gravy train, which is used to be Kurt's Kachina, Kurt's yep. an awesome guy. I mean, he he's there every day. Um, big supporter. Um, you got the breakfast truck. Uh, actually, she came here, moved here from California, I believe. Mm-hmm. Correct. And her truck actually was on the set of Sony Pictures. Oh wow! And it fed the cast of uh, the Goldbergs. So really neat. She has a neat story. Awesome. When she moved here. Um, then you have rotating ones that come in as well. So how do, how does that work? And how do they? Uh, do they just contact you directly? They do. They've all reached out, and then I, I give them a little bit of a t- trial period where I give them a day to come in when it's not so busy. And first off, I try and see if, A, they can keep up with the volume of people, and B, we all kind of taste them and see if we like the food and if it's something I'd like to have at Red's constantly. Then they get on a rotation of like every third Sunday or every second Friday, that kind of thing. And that's how right. I work that. And so you also have entertainment there as well. So how often do you have entertainment? Through the winter, we cut way back on that, obviously, because it was cold. But starting as of March 17th, we have it every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, coming up all through the spring and into the fall. I'm excited. Now, it's called Red's Corner, and uh, it's a great name, but it does have a purpose and it does have a story. Tell us. Great, A great story about Red. And I struggled with the name of Red's Corner because it now it is a corner with a coffee shop, a bar, food trucks. And I couldn't quite come up with something that was an umbrella over all of that mm-hmm. until I thought, well, it's the corner, and it used to be Red's Exxon. So yeah. I wanted to stay with that and give back to a guy who I, I didn't know at the time well, but was loved in the community. So all the time I've heard, we loved Red, we love Red, all this Red, Red, Red. So once I named it Red's Corner, I felt really at peace with the decision and that it just, I can't believe the memories and the stories I've heard since I named yeah. it that. And Red himself, he's been to the spot once I opened two or three times. He just recently passed away, mm-hmm. and it was so fantastic to have him show up because he he did, no longer had sight, and so he would stand at the bar, and I got to take the time to explain where he was actually standing on his old gas station, huh. and you could just see the wheels turn. It was <laughs> it was really special, neat man. Um, and Red's Corner, the 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 logo too, it, it incorporates. I guess kind of your lo- was that his logo with the horse, or is that? Because of your love of equestrian and, and it, that. So a little bit of both. It So Red's Exxon or Exxon Mobile is always blue riding with an O that was in red. Mm. So I immediately thought of that for the corner being that the O would be red. And then the horse, just a little bit like the Pegasus that is in the old Exxon Mobile ads. Yeah. I wanted a horse and I am very horsey. <laughs> so I incorporated a little bit of both. Speaking of horse, I mean, as we record this in uh, late March, um, 
you do have a, a horse from the Painted Ponies uh, program, which uh, Carolina Horse Park does an awesome job. I think it was the fourth year that they had the Painted Ponies, and and they typically would have those in the Central Business District. And the CVB, we, we purchase one of those horses every year. In fact, Dan, our destination storyteller, uh, he painted one of those. If you remember the Donald Ross uh, and the and, and the Peggy Kirk Bell and uh, Payne Stewart horse, Dan painted that a couple of years ago. And uh, so we got great response with that. But I told Brian Rosenberg, I said, we'll buy a second pony if you put it at Red's Corner. Because <laughs> from a tourism standpoint, we want people to keep walking down Broad Street and go buy Java Bean Coffee and the Sly Fox and now the Rec Room. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, you've got a huge amount of activity there. So, you know, and Red's Corner kind of anchors that along with if you go further down to 195 American mm-hmm. Bistro, uh, you know, American Fusion. Uh, so it's it's a great vibe. And we're glad that, uh, you know, one, your, your love of equestrian, then be able to have that horse there uh, that Larissa painted. Um, just talk about the, the response you got from that. Well, thank you for even bringing a horse there, because I, I agree. I think it's so cool that now we're on the end of the list of the tour. And so everyone ends up at Red's. Kind of a fun community spot to be after you've looked at all the horses downtown. But I will say, the horse that's sitting at Reds right now is absolutely beautiful. It is gorgeous. And, and, and you see it from the highway. You drive by a Morgaton, you're coming from Broad Street. I mean, you see it. It's right there. And the detail. I keep telling people, don't just see it from the roads. Stop and go look. Mm-hmm. She has a cardinal and a, a gold star on it. And the thought that she put into that horse is incredible. One thing I like about Reds, too, and it reminds me a lot of what Jerry uh, Bateman does at the Growler Company, because he grew up in Europe, uh, mostly Germany. Uh, so, you know, you're not on your phones. There's no TV. I mean, it, it's kind of cool because when you go there, yeah, you might see a, some people on their phones, but there's no TVs. People are talking. They're actually having conversations, which in this day and age, I mean, not you, don't, many. you don't see a whole lot. of that. Usually it's people on their phones. And uh, But just talk about that vibe and how, you know, it is a gathering spot where people can have conversations and enjoy not just the entertainment, the food, the beer, of course, yeah. uh, and everything else. It's my favorite part, Phil, of of Reds. And it's what keeps me like happy every night when I look out when I'm not busy and I look across the entire area that people are sitting and groups that didn't know each other are sitting with each other. Mm-hmm. Kids that didn't know each other are playing together. Dogs are playing together that just met. And I just sit there in amazement that you don't go to any restaurant ever and sit with someone you don't know. You don't pull your chair up to sit with other people you don't know. But at Reds, it happens all the time. Yeah. If not every single day. It, I mean, it always happens. And people come up and say that. I didn't know those people 20 minutes ago. And I just, I'm mesmerized by what it has done for a community and for people that I think have been kind of distancing themselves from each other. I, it's a place to come together. Great place, but what have been the biggest challenges? Uh, I guess parking may, well, may yeah, be one of them. But uh, <laughs> just talk about some of the challenges and what you learned over the course of, of the first year that you were open. Lots of complaints about parking, and I have as much parking as I possibly can have. <laughs> um, I did, and we. I sure you, I know you appreciate Bank of America allowing people to park. Love there. them, yeah. and we did just recently lease the building behind Red, so we have gained parking back there. That's time and place, uh-huh. and yeah. the old time and place building. And then again, just I think people have come to the realization they're fine parking farther away and walking. And then the other problem that I've heard quite a bit of is I don't have enough seating. And at some point, I, I mean, I just don't want it to look like a yard sale. So I, <laughs> right. I, I try and keep bringing more tables in. Uh, but I do appreciate that people now are walking in with chairs over their shoulders. They're bringing mm. their own chairs, bringing their own blankets. And it, I mean, just another thing that I have grown to love that people have figured out their own way of fixing my problem. 
what were some of the maybe improvements you want to make in, in the near term? What will we see maybe through the course of this summer uh, that may be new and different that people can experience? Definitely going to try and get more shade because obviously the lot was... I love the tent. The tent that you put up, and I heard that was going to be temporary, but I think that would be a great yes. permanent, yes. especially with the summer coming in, yeah. need, need for shade. I don't necessarily want it to be a tent just because I'm, I try and make it more natural looking. Mm. So we are planning to build something between those two pergolas that would, uh, would have shade and protection in the winter. It might be more out of wood and not so, not so white. <laughs> right. But also just more, sh- more shade, more trees, all those kinds of things that I can add. And again, I do want to do a fountain. So that's kind of my, awesome. my, this, my this spring projects. You mentioned earlier about uh, being from Bend, Oregon. What, what brought you to the East Coast and... Uh, and you've been here for a number of years. So what, what was the transition from the West Coast to, uh, to the Sandhills? So I grew up in Bend, Oregon. And then 16 years ago, I had visited Southern Pines. And I'm a huge horse rider. I do a three-day eventing, always have. Hmm. And basically, the East Coast is where it is where you want to come to learn to ride. When you want to be better, you want to compete in the biggest competitions. So I moved here for horses. I moved here to compete. I had a huge dream of going to the largest competition for my sport, which is, it was called Rolex. And so I knew in order to get there, I needed to come work with some of the best trainers in the best community. So I moved my three horses across the country and I set up shop riding and then I realized I needed to pay for them. (laughs) (laughs) So I opened the coffee shop and that's kind of where history has taken me. Now, you still have three horses. I know sometimes, uh, and your boyfriend, Bill, you say, you got to go home and take care of the animals. So are we talking horses and more? Or? More. I'm, I'm definitely an animal person. So I have four horses and a big, huge Holstein cow that is one of my huh. best friends. His name is Calvin. So I do ride. Calvin or Calvin? Cow. Calvin. <laughs> That's I love his it. name. Yeah. Everybody knows him. Uh, I... I still compete, but very, very rarely because Reds definitely took an entire year of my life. And yeah. so the horses have taken a back seat. But I have a new general manager, and I am back going to get back in the saddle as soon as I can. Now, what is it about this area? Because we're called the Home American Golf, the Sand Hills. Um, you've seen this area grow, and, and we're tourism with the Convention of Visitors Bureau here. So how much have you seen this destination grow? And, uh, uh, yeah, and how, is, is, how has that been a good or a bad thing? I think it's fantastic. I think that it's such a beautiful place to be, and I understand why people want to move here, and then I can see why their families follow them. My parents and my brother have followed me. Uh, Bill's family has followed, they followed him also. Mm-hmm. They're at Red's Corner all the time. Oh, yeah, everyone is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of our yeah. family, so they have to be or they won't see me. Um, but I think with horses, it's a beautiful spot to train horses because of the weather, mm-hmm. and the footing being the sand hills is that it's always soft and it's not, there's no rocks and again, I just think the military bringing young families, it's just where people want to be. And I think the growth is helping bring, um, I guess, the vibrancy of the young families having places to go and do things. Places like Red's, the rec room, all the restaurants downtown, they're just so inviting to families. And I, I hope it keeps growing. The chains, not so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> it drives me crazy sometimes when people travel and you say, yeah, I went to this destination or another part of the country and i went to olive garden nothing wrong with olive garden but i mean you go you go to a destination to experience the local food whether it be you know chef warren's or ashton's and or betsy's crepes you know or or the piners brewing company whatever it may be it it drives me nuts oh yeah um and and in fact we had a we before we taped this i 
told you we had a foodie in town who is from Charlotte and does a great job uh, writing about food and beverage across uh, the country, really. And he said that we had recommended to him to go to Red's Corner. And he went there for lunch and came back oh, that fantastic. night to watch entertainment. So, you know, it, it is a place that we refer people to. Um, what do you see? I mean, we talked about the future and things you want to do to uh, amenities, but do you wish it w- you had twice as much? We talked about how you had a little <laughs> pony espresso and now all this land, but do you wish it was like maybe twice as large or do you plan maybe another food truck pavilion in another part of the county? Uh, I, I do not plan another one. <laughs> I've worked plenty hard right, right now. And I, I like the size of it because I think it's quaint and a little bit cozy. And I know it yeah. sometimes gets too crowded and I know our bar is tiny. But I think sometimes when places are too big and too open and too airy, they don't have that family feel. And I, I, yeah. I really want to always keep that. If If I expand to the back lot, which I have another about maybe half an acre behind mm-hmm. the food trucks, I would do something back there like a pavilion for like weddings or receptions, retirement parties, all those things. I still would keep it small. And I, I don't think I would move the food trucks because they they kind of frame where everyone is sitting and laughing and hanging out. And right. I love to see the food trucks be a part of it instead of off in the distance. So Now talk about the beer. Obviously, you got you have a permanent beer pavilion as well. So I think it's 12 beers on tap. Right. Uh as long as as long as you have hazy IPA and pernicious, I'm good. Uh, but you do have soft beverages too. But talk about the beer and what you do offer from a be- beverage standpoint. I'm a beer lover, so I couldn't wait to open a beer <laughs> garden. I do have wine and seltzers and all the other things. I just I I'm a beer beer person, and I loved thinking of the taps because I really wanted to research what people love, and I thought that was super fun to have you know the IPAs and then have the ambers and all of that. But also I needed to have something for kids, and I also wanted to have something for people that didn't drink. So we offer kombucha and seltzer, just soda water, and then uh, root beer for the kids. It's also made at a brewery, so it's a fantastic root beer. But the food trucks offer all kinds of drinks for everyone. I just I just focused on beer. <laughs> awesome. Well, it is a great place. And can you talk about, like, you've been here for uh, for a number of years, when you do have time, because you're, you're there, it the seems time. like, 24-7. <laughs> but, you know, from a, from a tourist standpoint... Uh, if you had some people coming to town and you're like, hey, you should come here and visit, visit Red's Corner. But if you had to recommend for somebody for a weekend, what would you recommend they do when they come to the Sandhills? Gosh, our downtown is fantastic. And I I always recommend that people go downtown, whether they go to Ashton's, Chapman's, Chef Warren's. I just think our our downtown core is so incredible. And the food, if if you haven't been to downtown and had the food down there, it's unbelievable. And the restaurants are just what my style is. They're small. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to get into them sometimes, which is I think is a neat thing that you can't always just walk into a big restaurant. And again, all the little shops downtown. I think they are just the core of what the South and Southern Pines is. So I love our downtown. And it, and then going to other parts of uh, like Pinehurst or Aberdeen, any place you'd recommend? Again, the old part of downtown Aberdeen with Mason's and the workshop, those places, again, are just so quaint and so cool for our community. Sadly, I don't get to Pinehurst as much as I'd like, and it's only because of that darn roundabout. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I do love downtown. The old, anything old for me, if you ever saw my house, old windows, old doors, I am all about old. So the yeah. cores of downtowns are in my heart. Now, at Red's Corner, I've noticed uh, there was somebody there the other day had their 18th birthday party. Uh, there was there was another thing. There was a dedication, and they were it was a family. Uh, I think their their father passed away. Or something. It, it's it's become almost like a special not just not just a community gathering spot, but a place where people 
make memories or mark something very significant in her life? What is that? How does that make you feel that, you know, it is that deep, resonates that deeply with some people? A great story. And I'm so, this is so warming to my heart. A couple came and they wanted to reserve a spot in September for their rehearsal dinner. And I, we went through all the motions of it because I love that people are wanting to come to Reds to do things like that. And in the conversation, they said, Reds was our first date. Hmm. And so the thought that it was oh, their wow. first date yeah. and they're going to have the rehearsal dinner at Reds again. It's just really cool story. Somebody's going to get married there one day. Yeah. Well, we've had a wedding. <laughs> there you have. Yeah, wow. Like week two of being open, we, a really good friend of mine had their wedding. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, wow. We were brand new. That's awesome. I hope to have more of all those things. I yeah. love that. That's fantastic. Um, talk about how people can find out more about Red's Corner website, other information, your Facebook page. Uh, where can they learn more? Because you always post the, the menu or at least the food trucks for the week, which is really cool. We really try and always get out that right away on Sunday so people know for the week the, on Facebook and Instagram, the calendar of food trucks. Uh, we try and post as much as we can on social media. Facebook, Instagram are our big two. And I have an incredible girl that does that for me. And then our website, we are a little behind on it, and I apologize, but we are updating <laughs> it now. And so we're going to try and keep the tap list, the events, the music, and all of that there where people can go to that whenever they want. And that's Red's Corner, SP is in Southern Pines, uh, dot com. Awesome. Well, Rachel Jurgens, uh, you're an inspiration. I don't know where you get all the energy because usually after nine to five here, I'm exhausted. I go to Red's Corner, drink a hazy IPA, and I go get my dog Jack, and he <laughs> loves love. little biscuit treats. When he hears that thing turn, he knows he's getting a treat. Uh, he knows exactly what that means. So uh, it means so much to have you here, to have Red's Corner be successful, and we continue much success in the future. Gosh, your support it means the world to me. Thank you our, for all our, you do. Our pleasure, absolutely. So if you want to learn more about the podcast, you can see them at homogolf.com. You can also see them on our YouTube channel, which is Home of American Golf. And if you love listening to podcasts, just search Paradise of the Pines and download and listen and watch. Thanks for being in Paradise in the Pines, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you didn't swear. I didn't swear. <laughs> That's great. <laughs>